Hey there, NFT Trailblazer. Ethan from Edge of NFT here. Today is a special bonus episode featuring one of the panels we hosted during NFTCon online. We had an incredible time working with the folks at NFTCon. This content could have been caught live online during the event from October 12th to 14th, 2021, a few weeks ago. But we've been granted special access to share our sessions with you as part of the Edge of NFT program. Special thanks to the NFTCon crew for collaborating with us. Today's session features my and Josh's interview with pioneers in the engine game ecosystem and features a special giveaway sponsored by Engine. Stay tuned and enjoy. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. All right, welcome to another exciting session at NFTCon. Um, I'm Ethan J. along with Josh Creer, co-host of the NFT Podcast. We're missing our co-host, Jeff Kelly, although you'll see him uh, and uh, the others of us interspersed throughout this uh, convention, um, conducting some of the panels and interviews. Uh, today's topic is Engine Ecosystem. We're, we're doing a panel on how NFTs are transforming games. And uh, we have some really awesome guests with us today, including uh, Cliff Cawley of Lost Relics, Nick Franklin of Kingdom Carnage, Sam Stebbins of Space Misfits. And so, you know, I think maybe the first thing we like to do is just go around to each individual and allow them to say a little bit about what they're up to and what people might want to know about them to uh, get a little bit of a foundation. And then we'll head into some conversation topics. So uh, why don't we start with you, Samuel? That'd be that'd be great if you could kick us off. All right, great. Yeah, uh, Samuel Stebbins here from uh, JSM Studios. We're building uh, Space Misfits. It's a massive multiplayer space game on engine. Uh, we're in full beta. Uh, we got an awesome player base, and um, yeah, we got a playable game. And uh, we're just we're just growing and, and developing. Very right cool. On. Yeah. Uh, how about Cliff? Why don't you give us a little bit about you? Hey, I'm Cliff Coley uh, from Lost Relics. I'm working on an ARPG game on uh, engine. Um, been released now for about two years just in pre-alpha or alpha stage um, we've got a fully functional game and currently just working on the halloween event which is going to be released uh this month Ooh, sounds spooky excited about that uh, how about nick hi i'm nick bit. with uh, kim connage uh we're also in uh beta so you can play on uh, multiple platforms uh trading card game with uh, animated combat and we're, we're currently working on uh multiple events that will be getting launched in the near future. Very that's, cool. That's exciting, guys. And, um, you know, we had uh, Simon over at Engine on uh, Edge of NFT, and it was one of the most uh, high engagement shows we had in the early days. Uh, at this point, we're at 50 episodes. We just celebrated turning 50. Um, time flies in the world of Edge of uh, NFTs, right? But um, you know, we're just excited to learn more about Engine's ecosystem and, and what's being built on it. We know there's there's always a lot of stuff happening um, with these ecosystems that, that sort of 
you have to peel back the onion to learn more. And so this is a great opportunity for us. We know that Engine is one of the leading ecosystems for NFTs. It offers a comprehensive suite of products for creating, trading, distributing, integrating blockchain into virtual worlds. For those of you um, listening here that didn't know that, and as a scalable, affordable platform, Engine's technology has seen a wide application in blockchain games, apps, enterprise programs, innovative marketing campaigns, and to date, um, this is a powerful stat that that, you, that was shared with us. Over 1.16 billion engine-powered blockchain assets have already been created. Wow. That is a lot of NFTs. So I, I guess with that, why don't we kick it off with, with you, Cliff. Why should players clear, care about NFTs and digital asset ownership? Well, I think it just puts the power back into their hands. Basically, it's it's every time you buy like a Fortnite skin or something like that, um, the company can can take that away from you at whatever chance they get. So by having an NFT, you actually own it yourself. You can, you can keep it in your wallet, you can show it off to your friends, and then you can actually have the power to trade it. So for example, if you get bored with the game later in the future, um, you can decide to sell it and, uh, and get back your initial investment or maybe more. Rodan, any other thoughts, uh, Samuel or Nick? It's just the, uh, the same as Cliff is saying there, which is uh, more mainstream games, they, they openly stop people from trading the game assets and with nfts we're actually encouraging you to do that so you have full ownership and you can do as you please with those assets yeah yeah that totally makes sense um i i think it's an entirely different concept than in native gaming um i was surprised when a major executive in in traditional gaming said that they don't see the use case for nfts um when we have situations like we just shared uh happening in the space yeah, we just had that that hot topic, right? Epic Games CEO is uh, denying any <laughs> any feasibility of NFTs, right? I wasn't going to throw out names. But, Why not? Yeah. It's in the news. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, anyways what, what do you have any questions for these guys, Ethan? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so, basically, um, you know, I'm curious about what new opportunities this technology uh, is offering for game developers. You know, we we talked about what might be in it. Uh, for the players, um, but I think as a developer, I, I know we're just we're actually working on our, releasing our own NFT project, and you know the creativity is boundless, right? People have all kinds of ideas of what to do and how to take advantage of this technology. So I'm curious, you know, how how that plays out and what you guys are doing. Uh, why don't we let uh, Cliff click kick it off and and uh, let us know uh, if you got any ideas about the way creativity is coming in, uh, in in into NFTs and gaming here. Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of the, we're at the bleeding edge, I guess, um, of this space. Um, there's a lot more games I've seen starting to come out now um, with some new ideas. When I started two years ago, um, being one of the first projects, the the space was quite different. There was uh, not as much focus on earning money as there was of actually owning the items um, and then potentially reselling them. Um, that tended to change probably within the last year or so uh, with Axie Infinity, their model of focusing I've never heard of that game. What's, what's Axie Earning an income um, and almost like, you know, making a job out of it kind of turned the whole item ownership like into the into the back, like it's sort of made very minuscule. Mm. Um, and I think the the focus has just been on, you know, playing to earn and, and almost like replacing an income. Um, and doing it as games. So I think some of the item ownership part of it that's so huge uh, 
has kind of been diminished a bit mm. um, in saying that. The whole space allows uh, a lot of projects to share. Like, for example, Nick and I can collaborate and we can um, have one token that we share between the games um, because it's a public database. So we can all read from that and can, um, add support to our, uh, to our games for that item. And that makes it more valuable, which is something you don't normally see. Um, and you can also do other things like transforming objects and giving them properties that then follow them around as they're sold and non-sold to other people. So I think that also adds a different um, avenue to it. Yeah, I mean, it makes you think what would have life have been like back in the early days if, if Qbert and Pac-Man could interact with each other and you can like, you know, have a hybrid game, right? Yeah, I think definitely. Um, you get kind of, uh, I guess, more creative with that kind of thing. It, it's, I know that traditional uh, video game companies are very protective of their IP um, and that sort of uh, imposes limitations on what you can do it do with it. Um, for example, I used to work for another company. We did a Battlestar Galactica game. We weren't allowed to use any of the characters from the main story because the they said that the fans wouldn't understand if their player or if the, if the character or the actor died in the game. Um, so we weren't allowed to use any of the traditional actors. So they were very protective of that. And then obviously using characters in other games that aren't your IP is also a bit of a, a no-no for most of those companies. So it's going to be a bit of a challenge for them to let go and change that potentially. Yeah, that, that, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of interesting stuff. Um, Nick, did you have anything to say on this topic? Um, I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's some interesting aspects here uh, around incentives too, incentives and rewards for people doing specific things in the game um, around NFTs and, and currencies and things like that. Also, I, I know Cliff, you uh, you mentioned like people are more focused on earning necessarily than owning, but you know, I, I don't know how this is playing out, but in the real world, like, I earn and then I and then I buy an asset to kind of store the value that I have, right? Buy a house or you know stocks or something like that. So I'm, I'm curious if these assets, even though they're not being traded as much, they're sort of being seen as uh, as an asset to store the value that they earn. Um, Nick, Nick, what are your opinions on this, especially in light of how developers see uh, the opportunities? From a, a more developer side of things rather than the player, uh, it opens up all the opportunities on, on how you can build revenue for your, your project. Uh, the, the past decade, maybe, uh, advertising was probably the leading thing that most games went towards. and and most gamers don't enjoy having to sit there watching a 30 second advert every five minutes or every three minutes and it's a pain in the backside so um with the power of nfts and uh you, you can monetize in much better more efficient ways and at the same time as monetizing you're also empowering the player to earn so it's it's less of a cash grab from from the game and uh more fun for the player whilst the player earns at the same time which is a win-win yeah that's fun um, Samuel, any thoughts on this, um, how developers are, are using NFTs uh, in, in new and interesting ways? Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would bag up Cliff saying there's definitely been a shift this year. Uh, we see it every day. Uh, players will come in our channels and the first question that they ask is, how do we earn? You know, not not about the game or playing. It's 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 how do we earn? Um, you know, and I, I think there should be more focus really on on the, the playability of the game. How fun is the game to play? Um, you know, and so I feel like we're, we're doing a good job, you know, first just creating a game, a game that's really fun to play. I think the play to earn is, is definitely, uh, important. 
but it should be something that is also available, not something that should be the, the first primary um, thing to consider when, when, when choosing your game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the monetization is important, uh, the play to earn, NFT ownership, all those things, you know, having that true item ownership is super important um, for, for that, uh, that player. And uh, yeah, I think we're doing a pretty good job giving that to people. I think that's also, uh, you see a lot of dApps that are more built around how people earn and not so much about the game. And now that people are discovering our, our games and, and engine games that are more focused on being a game first and then earning potential second, mm. uh, they're a bit surprised by that. And so, yeah, they're asking straight up, how do I earn? And then they realize, anyway, this is actually a proper game. It's not just a... Uh, a boring dap where you, you can earn a little bit, but it's a very boring game. So. Yeah, yeah I, I, I played one of those a month ago. I'm not going to lie. And I joined the game, and within a week, the entire game, it was an exciting game. It was trending number one on CoinMarketCap or, or whatever for NFT games. And then all of a sudden, a week later, the whole thing crashed because it wasn't really fun. You're just clicking a few buttons, and people sort of, it, it didn't have a real ecosystem. So I think that's a really important yeah. point you guys make. Um, yeah, those, those games go, go to a chore very, very quickly, rather than it being about the game, about it being fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was just playing around because I was like, why is this game so popular? And then I realized that, oh, this is just a pure hype cycle game and there's not a lot of substance. So um, I appreciate what you gents are saying. How is Engine making all of this possible and scalable? Uh, Sam, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, for us, you know, uh, we moved over to JumpNet. It was a logistical nightmare uh, to move. We, you know, we, we needed to, uh, when I say logistical nightmare on our end, really, because we had a ton of items. Uh, so moving over to JumpNet really solved a lot of problems for us. You know, before with, with, uh, with, with gas fees, having to mint and send out NFTs, you know, was having a hard time, especially uh, on the business side of things. You know, we can't sell uh a 30 40 50 nft in our store and then pay 30 40 50 for gas fees to send out so uh JumpNet has really helped us there on the business side of things to be able to mint and, and send out nfts uh gasless um and uh you know we've 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 now minted thousands and thousands of nfts to players wallets on JumpNet. we've been doing this for about two months now um on our on our uh app exchange and uh no issues you know so uh, every now and then, there's, there's glitches. It's still new, but uh, for the most part, it's been uh, really, really smooth, and it's really solved a lot of problems on our end, um, and able to uh, for us just to drop NFTs in players' wallets. That that's exciting, man. You know, uh, Simon was just talking about JumpNet launching when when um, the show came together, and it, so much has happened just since then. Uh, Cliff, Nick, have you guys used JumpNet as well? Yeah, I, I, I've probably one of the first to get onto it. I've been on JumpNet now for a good seven, seven, six, seven months. Um, uh, for, I think I was actually the first to fully engage with it. Uh, and for me, it's been huge because I, as a trading card game, we have combined systems so people can uh, combine uh, equal cards of the same level and power to get to the next one. And, and running that on Ethereum or, or even on Binance Smart Chain would have been a nightmare. The, the cost of doing this uh, for hundreds of cards at a time is not worth doing. But on JumpNet with Zero Gas, it all runs so smoothly. It's fantastic. And uh, the players are amazed. They, they can't believe how, how well it operates after having used it, have, after having using other chains. They're just bewildered. Cool. Anything to add, Cliff? Um, so 
about a year and a half ago, I think, was when the, the Ethereum gas fees went through the roof. Um, JumpNet wasn't ready then, so I ended up having to make my own solution. Um, I've actually got an off-chain solution where players send their items from their wallet back to the game wallet. So all the items are still stored on there, but it's it's um, stored on their accounts. So basically, I can do gasless trading um, and all the same things you can do on the networks without that. Um, if I was to start today, I would definitely jump onto JumpNet. Um, how are how is my decisions Jim? back then? Um, because there was nothing else available at the time, I just had to go with it um, and and come up with the other solution. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's that happens. Anything else to add about Engine and how it's been, um, you know, supportive of of your ecosystem you're building for your game? So I think um, they're definitely very supportive with like the marketing and and support and that kind of thing. The SDK is really nice to use. Um, it's made the experience of getting started with blockchain gaming really easy. Um, they've got a C Sharp SDK now that I make use of, and that. Um, makes it much easier than interacting directly with any of the contracts and, and the RPCs and stuff. Awesome. Well, um, I'd like to hear a little bit more about kind of trends. Um, you know, we, we do our hot topic sections and, and, and a lot of top, a lot of what we do um, on end of NFT, we're talking kind of the top 1% of projects, you know, uh, what's really going on in, in the different spaces at the moment. So I'm curious what trends you guys are seeing in the blockchain gaming environment in general. Um, I'll kick it over uh, maybe to um, Nick uh, first and see what kind of things are you seeing there? Well, I'd have to say the, the, probably the newest thing that people are pushing for is uh, renting NFTs, uh, having players be able to rent an NFT out to an, another player uh, without losing that asset and then uh, profiting from it. But I'm, I'm more interested in uh, a new trend that I'm setting or hopefully setting, which is uh, dynamic mm -hmm. NFTs. Uh, I believe that true rarity is not based on how the, the supply of the of the, the token or asset. It's, it's got more to do with the, the ratio of the supply versus the number of players. And if you've got 100 of an NFT, but you've only got 100 players, that's not rare. It's, it's not scarce at all. It's, mm. it's as common as it can be. But if you have 100 uh, of these assets and then the player base increases to 10,000, suddenly that becomes quite very rare. And, uh, and if you, the player base jumps to a million, then it's extremely rare. I mean, at that point, it should be epic legendary. And so this is something that I've started playing around with, and I actually now have uh, uh, a range of different dynamic characters within Kingdom Carnage. And they literally start off as common level one assets, and then they they evolve and level up as the number of players increases in the game because the true rarity is increasing, whilst the yeah. supply can't. Are you saying you can like you can like start with a, a larger number and then reduce the number and can, can you actually no, change? No, no, I'm, I'm doing a, doing a fixed number, so I literally have a set number of the NFT, whether it be a hundred or a thousand or whatever, and that doesn't change. That's set, mm -hmm. but the number of players it will increase, and as the number of players increases, the asset is rarer. Uh, so yeah. the the stats and the rarity of the the, the asset changed and evolved over time to to match that. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, uh, Cliff, uh, what kind of trends are you seeing in, in blockchain gaming? What, uh, what, I guess what it's are... more like what we were discussing before with that play to earn side. Um, it kind of changed from that ownership thing pretty quickly to that to play to earn. Um, and so, for example, recently I've added something called Shadowstones, which is um, basically a one to 100 um, representation of um, engine within the game. 
And so players can, that drops in, in adventures and dungeons and things like that, and players can earn that and then uh, basically have that sent to their wallet. I actually do use JumpNet for that. Um, so once they earn that engine, they can then um, have it sent out to them um, and essentially are earning this, this currency within the game. Um, what they do earn within the game, though, they can't immediately take out. They must push it back into the ecosystem. Um, and that gets recycled around. So they must use it to either buy other blockchain items, um, spend it on the store. Once they've done that, that kind of goes back into the system. And then um, if they were to sell their blockchain item later, they can then withdraw that later. So it's kind of going with this whole play to earn um, thing that everyone seems to be focused on um, right now. That's what I'm saying. And it sounds like you've done it in a way where it's not like, you know, uh, you earn and then you peace out. You got to You got to stay in the game. You got to be. You yeah. got to be playing the game. You got to be part of the ecosystem. You can't just like run in there, grab a bunch of jewels, and then hit the road. Exactly. You ha you have to kind of um, partake in the whole ecosystem and in the um, in the financial side too. So, you know, you can't just like you said, run in and take everything and then run out. You actually have to participate, and um, that stimulates the economy in the game as well. You know, you were, you mentioned kind of like, uh, you know, having a what was like a one to 100 uh, representation of engine and things like that. It reminded me uh, when we did interview Simon, this topic of kind of melting like engine is like representing NFTs. But if you have an NFT, you also kind of inherently have a bit of engine that could be sort of melted back into engine or something. Is this? Am, am I crazy? Is that, or do you know how this works? Do you explain this a little bit more detail to me or not? Or can anybody? Yeah, sure. I mean, the melting thing seems to be a bit of a cause for confusion for people. Sure. Um, I guess you can kind of think of it as uh, when you make a hammer, you need to put raw materials into it. Um, the idea then is if you destroy that hammer, theoretically, you could take the raw materials back out again, and then you could sell those raw materials. So when I create an item, for example, I can back it with one engine. So that's my cost to create that item. Um, and then later on, I can either destroy it myself, or if a player has that item themselves, they can choose to destroy it. And a certain percentage of that that I have set is returned to me. So if I set that at 50% and another player destroys it, half of that engine they keep and half of it is returned to me. Mm. So that's that's basically what that is, melting. Cool, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, that's interesting. It's almost like creating elements right creating your own little elements of of currency that can be uh, reconfigured I, th I think the early videos from engine sort of showed that where there was someone smelting and, and forging items awesome, yeah. um, using engine and then you know eventually you could melt them back down again yeah it's it's, it's very uh, tactile and it makes a lot of sense um samuel you know back to this topic of trends um i'd love to hear your opinion on kind of what's fresh and new and and people are buzzing about yeah, I think I think the whole DeFi part of, of gaming is getting really, really, uh, really, really big uh, for us. You know, there's there's a lot of opportunity uh, where we're, we're looking at certain NFTs that provide percentage of fees and marketplaces and stuff like that. But uh, you guys touched on it, which is really important, is that proof of work, you know, uh, not letting players just sit back and collect, but uh, force them to play the game spend those hours and um you know for them to be rewarded uh, they need to they need to do that proof of work so uh for us you know we're, we're mixing in some of those DeFi components into our game 
Um, but there's going to be, you know, a lot of proof of work that they need to do also, also so they can't just jump in, collect, and get out. So, um, I think Josh might take us on to the other, the next topic, and then we'll, we're going to wrap it up pretty soon here. But uh, Josh, what, what would you like to know about? We had a couple things on the agenda around kind of earning and different things you can earn around. What do you choose? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just want to sort of take a take a step into the direction of this uh, game economic model and, and the boom in the space. We've, we've talked about Axie Infinity. We've talked about the general trend. Where, where is all this going in your minds? How is the play to earn economy going to evolve over time? Um, what, are the, what, what are the things you like about it? The things that, um, you know, hopefully will sort of wash out over time. Nick, what are your thoughts? I think uh, I think it's going it's going to grow a lot over the next few years. I think more and more people that are are spending in traditional games are going to be moving over, especially when they learn that they can earn at the same time. Um, no no game developer here is going to put out a, an economy where you can purely earn. They will have it built in so that you can spend as well. And the the learn the the earning side will attract more people to this side of gaming to NFT gaming and. I think the whole thing is going to build massively. Uh, people talk about Axie, but I think that's just the first stepping stone. Uh, so, so what's next? Can can I immediate? Can I like conquer a, a level and then immediately I get a T-shirt sent to my house? Like, what, what what's going to happen next? That that tech is already available. Yeah, it's not far. That sort of thing can happen and will happen. Um, so yeah, I, I think it will it will reach that point. You'll be surprised. Just start getting key rings delivered to your house for, for having achieved certain levels who knows there's literally no limitation here that's the beauty of, of uh, blockchain if, and nfts if you're one of the first 10 players to finish the game uh, a player from the game comes to your house and escorts you <laughs> on a private jet to uh, a fantasy island where all the gamers hang out drinking margaritas or uh, non-alcoholic margaritas if they're under 18 is that is that is that in the future too I, th I think literally there's no limitation. It's down, it's down to developer uh, ideas. Just literally whatever you can dream up, you can create at this point. You guys can totally take that idea. Yeah, Josh, I think you need <laughs> to change your direction here. It sounds like you're going to be a really incredible game designer. <laughs> uh, Sam, Sam, any any other thoughts on, on where this could go next that we haven't uh, touched on yet? I, I just feel like, you know, the metaverse is... Uh, and the cross chain is, is where, you know, we on engine, we're building with the URC 1155, but then you have all the, you have this NFT art that's just booming, you know, and uh, not a lot of opportunity has, has been uh, kind of taken a look over there is, you know, you look at the, you look at the apes, the apes are just blowing up, you know, and um, I think the game creators can take advantage of that and and um, and cross chain and and put those NFTs inside our games. And I feel like that's something that hasn't really uh, been focused on. Everyone's building sort of in a cubicle, but there's so much opportunity to reach out uh, to cross chains and to other ecosystems and pull those NFTs in. Yeah, totally. I and I guess there's a there's situations where fractional ownership of games is possible, uh, where that game may live in central land or some kind of metaverse and, and the players actually own the game right mm -hmm. cool that's awesome any any last words cliff before we wrap up i think sam um, pretty much covered some of the stuff i was going to say about the multiverse stuff you know everyone's kind of building their own worlds at the moment eventually we'll 
have some people who are going to collaborate a little bit better once they're all finished um, doing a bit more building and then um, we'll have some sharing of assets and that kind of thing. Um, and then obviously the other thing might be the, the content creation, you know, users creating um, their characters and other things like that, that they can then digitize into the games as NFTs, um, you know, almost like the second life stuff where people were creating products and other virtual things that can actually be put onto the blockchain. Um, uh, yeah, you know, some, of the, some of the projects are starting to do that now anyway. That's super exciting. Um, we had a rare opportunity to be part of the Animoca brand's Rev Racing game where they put an edge of NFT race car into their game and there are 10,000 of our branded race cars. So guys, we have no IP restrictions. If you guys want to use edge of NFT in your games, we're happy to um, offer up our, our IP. Uh, that was pretty fun racing an edge of NFT race car in, in, a, in a game. Um, and I think that's a super cool trend with that, I, I think. And by the way, no, just by the way, it has real value. I'm getting offers on OpenSea for my rep racing car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all no, the time. I, I have a friend that totally was a paper handed um, our race cars and sold them for a good profit, but all more, more power to them. Um, anyways, this was really fun, guys. Um, exciting what you all are doing in the ecosystem um, engine. And, and I think some of you have graciously donated. Um, some NFTs to um, our audience today. There'll be a QR code that will um, come on as we're talking here, um, and you can scan that. Um, and you guys talk a little bit about what what's up for grabs here. Yeah, for us, we got a whole bunch of uh, telemetry that we dropped. We got some ship blueprints that people can pick up. So um, yeah, definitely uh, take advantage of that and 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 play uh, play engine games. Awesome, awesome, Nick. Thank you. Anything else? Uh, yeah, we put in uh, some some characters. One of these dynamic characters that I, I mentioned. Even uh, there's a the key that uh, unlocks a special dungeon that you can't get access to otherwise. A few little goodies like that in there. There you go. Can't wait to get in that dungeon. I don't know if I never thought I'd say that out loud, but okay. <laughs> well, actually, I'm you, you in front of a polite company. I, 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 <laughs> this, this, this dungeon actually drops multi, engine multiverse assets, and, so it's what we're trying to get into. Cool. Oh, and where do, where, do got, uh, where do folks go to uh, find out more about uh, each of you in the games that you're developing, Sam? Uh, you can go to the engine website. Uh, we're all hosted there. It shows our games, kind of what we're building, and the entire engine ecosystem. Nice. Yeah, um, well, for, yeah. For mine, you can go to lostrelics.io, um, or if you just Google search for Lost Relics, you'll find it as well. Yeah, likewise, as Sam said, uh, go onto the engine website or just Google for Kingdom Carnage. You'll find us. Very cool, guys. Uh, well, well, thanks for a really informative session. Uh, gaming is, is, I mean, as we talk about on po our podcast, covers you know everything in NFTs, but gaming is just exploding. Um, we're hearing about it more and more every day, and it's, it's fascinating to watch. It's clearly a big part of the future of, of tech and entertainment and, you know, the economy. Um, it, it's really incredible, and I'm, I'm glad you guys get to be a part of it. We appreciate your insights. Um, but that'll uh, wrap it up for today's session. We've really had an enjoyable time. Uh, for folks uh, listening here, make sure and, and go check out uh, where pe people directed you, and you can check out me and Josh and our co-host Jeff on Edge of NFT. Just go to edgeofnft.com to buy further down the rabbit hole there. Um, but uh, without uh, further ado, we could wrap it up. Any any last uh, words or thoughts, Josh or 
Anybody else? No, I just say we also love to to do giveaways and drops, and we we launch them in our newsletter. I think we've given away over thirty thousand dollars of <laughs> NFTs <laughs> in the last eight weeks, and um, you know, uh, our social media manager Gail feels like uh, Miss Claus sometimes, but she's having fun with all the drops and giveaways. So check those out, guys. Thanks so much for your time yeah. today. I'm excited about the future of Engine and in each of your games. Appreciate yeah. your time. All right. We hope you had as much fun listening to that session as we did hosting it. Now, before you go, remember to invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers into the Edge of NFT family. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Visit edgeofnft.com. Make sure to join an exclusive group of our most valued supporters by getting on the whitelist for our own NFT drop, Living Tree NFTs. Now, you'll need to contact us to find out how. Tweet to at Edge of NFT or email contact at Edge of NFT to learn more. Hey, thanks for sharing this time with us today. Tune in next time for more on the latest and greatest in NFTs.